These walls can't preach the gospel, but you can. The building you're sitting in is just a building. But if you trust in Jesus, then you are the church. Somebody say amen. amen. Say amen again. Amen. I give God some praise for these young people. Come on, come on, come on. Come on up. Come on, come on. Yeah. Oh, God. God is so faithful. Would you please stand with me for the reading of the word? Find your scriptures and turn to Joshua chapter 1. Joshua chapter 1. Many of you are uh, in, into our digital notes. If you go to the Version app and click on the bottom right three bars, it'll bring up live events. You tap on that and you can actually save a digitized copy to your device. And you can follow along for today's message. This is church anniversary. Amen. And uh, anniversary is an opportunity to be both reflective as well as to cast a little vision. Amen. And so we want to spend a little time in God's word, reviewing the faithfulness of God as well as looking forward to what he is going to do in the future. Joshua chapter 1. Those that are founded say, I've got it. Those that look and say, one more moment. Come on, come on. All right. Listen as I read Joshua chapter 1, beginning at verse 1. We're going to go from verses 1 through 9 from the Christian Standard Bible. After the death of Moses, the Lord's servant, the Lord spoke to Joshua, son of Nun, Moses' assistant. Moses, my servant, is dead. Now you and all the people prepare to cross over the Jordan to the land I am giving the Israelites. I have given you every place where the sole of your foot treads, just as I promised Moses. Your territory will be from the wilderness and Lebanon to the great river, the Euphrates River, all the land of the Hittites and west of the Mediterranean Sea. No one will be able to stand against you as long as you live. I will be with you just as I was with Moses. I will not leave you or abandon you. Be strong and courageous for you will distribute the land I swore to their fathers to give to them as an inheritance. Above all, be strong and very courageous to observe carefully the whole instruction my servant Moses commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right or to the left so that you will have success wherever you go. This book of instruction must not depart from your mouth. You are to meditate on it day and night so that you may know carefully, so that you may carefully observe everything written in it. For then you will prosper and succeed in whatever you do. Haven't I commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or discouraged. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. I want to put a tag on this text and preach from the subject. The promise still stands. 
you may be seated in the presence of the Lord, the promise still stands. Heads about, eyes are closed. Father, we are overwhelmed with joy by the way you've met us here at this anniversary service. Father, from the beginning of the worship until now, you've been in the midst of us. And Father, we are most grateful. Now we pray that you would clear us from any distraction and allow us to examine this text so that we can be reminded of how faithful you are. Lord, you never let go. And we glorify you and we bless you. In the name of Jesus, let everybody say amen. Amen. I see all the ushers in the house. We got the young ushers. We got the not-so-young ushers. We just ushering up in here on this morning. Praise God for y'all's faithfulness on today. The promise still stands. For those who are visiting with us, we typically begin our messages with what is called a message moment. And this message moment helps you to capture the essence, the theme of which we're hoping to teach and preach on today. Here is our message moment. We celebrate the faithfulness of our God and his promises to fulfill. We celebrate the faithfulness of our God and his promises to fulfill. When God makes a promise, you can trust that it will be fulfilled. That's because he's God. He's faithful. His loving kindness supersedes anything that may come against us. He ensures by his very nature that his word will never return void. And based upon that, we as his children trust that God's declarations are as good as done. It has been said profoundly that you cannot break God's promises by leaning on them. So as we gather on today to celebrate 87 years of ministry, 87 years of service, 87 years of lifting up the name of Jesus so that men, women, boys, and girls will be drawn, we are here as recipients of God's promises. You see, I've discovered that God's promises are intergenerational, which means they get passed down from generation to generation. So that small band of believers in the 1930s who stepped out on faith ensured that in 2019 we'd have a strong foundation to stand upon. See, we got to know that they didn't step out just for themselves, but in a real sense they had us in mind that the faithfulness of God could be passed down. And it is that same essence that we open up our text in Joshua chapter 1. It opens up in verse 1. After the death of Moses, the Lord's servant, the Lord spoke to Joshua, son of Nun, Moses' assistant. Moses, my servant, is dead. Now, in many of your translation, there is a nuance that takes place in verse 2 that doesn't come across in most of our translations. As God speaks to Joshua after declaring and reminding him that Moses, his predecessor, is dead, the word of the Lord comes across and tells Joshua to get up. Oh, God, somebody help me, priestess, and say, get up. As a matter of fact, look at your neighbor and say, get up. <laughs> 
And he's essentially saying, get up, get ready, move from where you are because I am preparing to take you somewhere. God is always about forward movement. So even though Moses was dead, God's purpose was still quite alive. And Joshua, the key figure for God's hand, was to fulfill God's program. See, I've discovered in my 50 years of living, yeah, I said it, my 50 years of living, I'm going to say it one more time, my 50 years of living, watch this, God buries workmen, but his work goes on. Oh, I feel that by myself. God buries workmen, but his work goes on. In other words, vision supersedes personality. So it does not matter who stands in the pulpit. The vision of God is transferable regardless of the personality. I can give you examples in my own life experience. I've, I've watched great men of our faith uh, uh, perish when their time was up but watch this the work of God didn't stop when they died why because vision supersedes personality and if the Lord calls me home tomorrow greater Bethlehem you will move forward for the glory of God because vision supersedes personality somebody say Moses is dead and that's all right that's fine. Moses did his diligence. He served faithfully and then he transitioned on. Now our problem is if we try to resurrect Moses. Oh, y'all ain't going to help me preach this up in here, right? If we don't let Moses die, then we cannot get where God is trying to take us. I'll come back to that in just a little, little while. So Moses, my servant, is dead. Now you and all the people prepare to cross over the Jordan to the land I am giving the Israelites. Here is our first point for this simple message on today. Here it is. Prepare to receive what I've promised. Oh, I like that by myself. Help me say that. Prepare to receive what I've promised. I like that. If you notice in the text, he says in verse 2, I am giving. Uh, the land I am giving. Then in verse 3, he says, I have given. Oh, God. What the text is suggesting through the voice of God is that God has already given them the land. But it was their responsibility now to step out in faith. Oh, child, let me come down your block. What is it that God has promised you for your life? What is it that he has given to you, confirmed it in his word, affirmed it with other believers, but you're still stuck waiting? Hmm, God, you're still sitting there waiting for more signs and wonders, and God has said, I've given you my word, I've given you the promise, I've affirmed it with other believers, what you waiting on? Y'all, we have to prepare to receive what God has already promised. So he's already given them the land. It's their responsibility to get to stepping. So how does that translate into 2019? God has given us all spiritual blessings in Christ Jesus. 
And it is our responsibility to continue to step out on faith and to claim what he's already named. Oh, I like that by myself. See, I've discovered in my own life it's impossible to stand still in the Christian life and service because it's not about standing still. Uh, when you stand still, that means, that means you're allowing some things to go undone. God is always about forward movement. So Warren Weir said, if you don't keep moving forward or if you allow yourself to stand still, then you run the risk of going backwards. Oh, God. So what he's saying in the text, beloved, is it's already yours. Based upon the reliability of my name and, and upon the, the, the essence of my nature, he is declaring to them and to us to get to stepping. If you can step on it, then you can have it. Uh, but even greater than that, it's already yours even before you get to stepping. How many blessings has the Lord given to you? And you just won't get them. Now before you run out of here, I ain't naming and claiming nothing. As believers, we get to claim what God has named. I feel that by myself. So there are some promises that are universal, but then there are also some promises that are personal. Child of God, I'm talking to you. What is it that the Lord has revealed to you for your life? But you refuse to receive it. Many of us are operating in chaos when God has given us peace. We're operating in frustration when God has given us deliverance. We're operating in isolation when God has given us community. What is it, child of God, that you have yet to receive? So you got to prepare to receive what I've promised. So what is it that he has promised? Well, uh, God has commissioned Joshua to achieve essentially three things. He says, lead the people into the land. He says, defeat the enemy. And then he says, claim the inheritance. Y'all help me preach this. Lead the people into the land, defeat the enemy, and then claim your inheritance. That's a strong statement, y'all, because it helps me to understand that there's work for him and there's work for us. See, he, he doesn't take us places for us just to sit and watch. And I'm convinced that what happens to the church is success can be our downfall. Oh, God, help me preach this by myself. See, success can be our downfall when we spend more time celebrating than we do preparing to conquer the next mountain. So he said, you got to prepare to receive what I have promised. Well, he's talking about something that he has promised. He's talking about, first of all, land. He says, this land that I am promising you, number one, is expansive. It's expansive. Somebody say expansive. I didn't say expensive, I said expansive. Expansive means the land mass stretched far and wide and everywhere that their feet touched was a part of the blessings and the promises that were theirs. See, I like those expansive blessings. 
those blessings that I really can't put my eyes on, but I know that they're out there somewhere. And the only way that I can get to them is to continue to press toward the mark. Oh, look at your neighbor say, expansive, child, expansive. When's the last time you walked into an expansive blessing? When's the last time you claimed an expansive blessing? See, see, we're so comfortable claiming the stuff that we can control. But see, that stuff that you can control requires no faith. When are you going to step out on some stuff? that is beyond your imagination, that is beyond your scope of understanding when you gonna get what's yours. But not only was it expensive, Sister Joyce, secondly, it was expensive. Oh, somebody say expensive. I'm talking about the land. And so this land was expensive. It was expensive. The blood, sweat, and tears of their forefathers and foremothers paid the price. The lives lost in the wilderness, the lives lost while in captivity. You can't get here without counting the cost. Somebody say expensive. Now, I don't want you to just get caught up in this little facility here. But I want you to think about what it took for those 35 folk to gather their resources together. You're talking about expensive. When, 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 when all that they had was invested to fulfill a vision, to claim a promise. And then here we are in 2019, enjoying the benefits of all of that expensive investment. And then we have the unmitigated goal to come up in here and just sit and watch Shame on you, child of God. I know we're celebrating, but we got to get some word too. To get here was expensive. And if we don't understand the value, we won't appreciate it. We won't cherish it. My mom would go and buy me some, some clothes. Mom would work for her stuff. And I can tell when she went to the good store. Go to Saks or Sackowitz. Give me some good stuff. And I would look good to you. But then I would make the mistake of trying to go outside and play. And it was almost like she had a radar. I said, no, baby, you don't, you don't, you don't play in that. Mama, why I keep playing this? Baby, it costs too much. It's expensive. There's value attached to it. So you got to cherish it. So I want you to go in your room and I want you to put that on a hanger and then you go in your drawer and you got to hear it is some play clothes. Oh, I feel that by myself. See, y'all, 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 I'm 50, y'all. I can say this stuff now. And see, what I want you to understand, child of God, uh, is, is we don't understand the value of where we are right now. We don't understand the cost that it took to get where we are. And what Moses is telling to Joshua through God is this. You got here and it cost something. Look at your neighbor and say, it's expensive. Come on, say, it's expensive. Let's press forward. Let's press forward. So, 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 uh, uh, God's 
God's promises in this text is connected to land, to influence, and to obedience. And what he is helping me to understand through this expansive and expensive promise, we can claim it. It is ours. It is possible. Why? Because God is trustworthy. These two little girls were talking, and one girl said that she had ten pennies. The other girl looked into her hand and saw only five. She says, uh, friend, you only have five pennies in your hand. Little girl said, yeah, I have five in my hand, but my father told me he was going to give me five more tonight. So based upon my father's word and his trustworthiness, although I have five in my hand, I can declare faithfully that I've got, I need a witness up in here. She understood that her father's promise was done. Oh, child of God, I'm here to let you know that you can trust him, that you can rely on him, that his promises are faithful. All you got to do is to prepare to receive. Ah, but the text is moving, the text is moving, the text is moving. Look at verse 5. He says in verse 5, no one will be able to stand against you as long as you live. I will be with you. You see that? As long as you live. I will be with you just as I was with Moses. I will not leave you nor abandon you. Now, not only must you prepare to receive, but secondly, we must know that one cannot thwart my promise. This is God talking to you. This ain't Pastor Brown. This is God talking to you. No that no one can thwart my promise. Oh, I like that by myself. He says, watch this. No one will be able. Just stop right there. So God is helping me to understand that regardless of what is prepared to take me out, it has to go through him God, I feel that. To even touch me. See, God's promises are so faithful and trustworthy. There are no time limits attached. So you don't have to get an extension on God's promises. Why? Because his promises are automatically transferable. And what he is communicating is just as I was with Moses, just as I was with his forefathers, just as I was with them, I'll be with you as well. So then, so then, the same God, the same God who called and commissioned and empowered Moses would do the same for Joshua, the same God who captivated Pharaoh and revealed his power, the same God who led the captives free through a walled up sea with chariots of fire chasing, the same God who led a small band of believers to move a membership to higher ground, the same God who through 70 years in the same community launched ministries, saved souls, and expanded the kingdom, the same God. God, who over 10 years ago led another band of believers to the east of downtown Dallas area so that this community would experience the greater way, the same God. 
And I don't think we understand what that means. That means that God has got your back. Oh, child of God, I, I know life gets crazy. I know the situation is seemingly beyond your control, but I need you to, to speak into the atmosphere the same God. Okay, look at your neighbor and say, the same God. Come on, say it like you meant it, the same God. God doesn't need an upgrade. It doesn't need to be traded in. His lease will never expire. You will never need to get a new mortgage. God is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. And God is declaring. It doesn't matter who stands against you. What matters is who's standing with you. Every now and then I would get myself into more trouble than I could get myself out of. And truth be told, Brother Bax, I did that because I had a bigger brother. Y'all feeling me on that one? So I, I talked a little more, thank you coach, smack than I probably ought have. But y'all, I can catalog and chronicle with accuracy. The Times, Terry Lavelle Brown Sr. has gotten me out of some bad situations. Yeah, I used to have blocks of Negroes after me. It was, it, was, it was bad. It was bad. It was bad. It was bad. But they were my age. And I had an older brother who was six, seven years older. So all I had to do ah, was make it to the corner. Oh, Y'all ain't feeling me up in here. If I can make it to the corner, I can open up my Terry. They coming to get me, Terry. And my big older brother would step out into the driveway. And all of a sudden, peace be still. It was not because those that were coming against me couldn't hurt me. But it was because of the one who was standing with me. They had to go through Terry. Oh, I feel my help up in here. Child of God, you got to know that the enemy can't touch you. He's got to go through God. I'm trying, I'm trying. No one. Know that no one can thwart my my promise. Let me give you this. Let me give you this. First thing, first thing says verse 5 is, watch this. He says, I'm with you. Okay, look at your neighbor and say, I'm with you. Come on. They, they, they say, I'm with you. He said in the text, uh, uh, um, um, I'm, 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 I'm with you. I, I'll be with you. And, and, and he gave him, he gave him uh, some references to check. I like that. He gave him some references to check. Just, just in case, just in case you don't understand my faithfulness, uh, that I'm going to be with you, uh, uh, just recall what I did for Moses. Oh, God, I like that by myself. And, and that's all I'm trying to get you to see this afternoon is, is, is oftentimes we get amnesia when we get in trouble. Oh, God Almighty, I'm, I'm preaching this to myself. We get amnesia. 
when the money is funny. We, we get amnesia when the relationship begins. to. We get amnesia, and God is like, wait, 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 check my references. See, I was with your grandmama and them when they went through a difficult and hard time. I was, I was with your uncle and them when that. I was with your mama and them when they, and watch this, and I'll be with you too. Somebody say, I'm with you. He said, check, check my records, check my records. Have, have I not provided for you, Stephen Brown? Have I not opened doors for you, Stephen Brown? And if I did it before... I think you're feeling me now. He says, he says, he says I'm, I'm with you. But that's not all. He says, not only am I with you, secondly, watch this, I'll never leave you. Oh, that's, uh, that's, that's, that's somebody's word. You can go and go home now. I'll, 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 I'll never, I'll never leave you. He says, the last part of verse 5, I will not leave you or abandon you, forsake you. So he said, my promises again are intergenerational. He said, I know how to pass my promises and my power down. And, and I know how to give to you what you need. Just I knew, just as I knew how to give to them what they needed. And child of God, you got to know that God is fully aware of your points of need. I began to think about how faithful our God is and how he's with us even in the darkest hour. And I was just riveted to Psalm 23. But not just any Psalm 23, the King James Version, Deacon Ward. There's something about that verse. I'm, I'm not a King James reader all the time, but, but Psalm 23, just, just listen to what, what it says. It says, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me. Oh, I like that. Beside the still waters, he restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness. I feel my help for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Is there a witness in the house that can testify that thou art with me? When you're going through the storm, thou art with me. I got one more. 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 I didn't even get to verse 5 and 6 of Psalm 23. What happened? I don't know what just happened here. Oh, but, 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 but back to our text, Joshua. Joshua chapter 1. I'm not going to read all this, but verse 6 through 9. He challenges them again to be courageous. He said, listen, I got some land with your name on it. It's yours. Some land with your name on it. It's already been bought. I'm just waiting on you to step out there. As a matter of fact, you've been getting the yard cut for seven, eight, nine years. I'm just waiting on you to step out. I, I don't nobody got what I'm talking about. I know visitors know what I'm talking about. But yeah, I've already given you the land. I'm, I'm just waiting on you to, to take some steps out there and start doing what I've told you to do. I've already given you the land. 
But then he goes on, he says, above all, be strong and very courageous. Observe carefully the whole instruction my servant Moses commanded. You don't turn from it to the right or to the left so that you will have success. Verse 8, this book of instruction must not depart from your mouth. Let's review before we get ahead of ourselves. We've talked so far to prepare to receive what I've promised. Somebody say prepare to receive what I've promised. Secondly, he says know that no one can thwart my promise. Say that, know that no one can thwart my promise. That's a $5 word to me. They can't stop you. Amen. Amen. Last but not least, we make our way and we're rounding third headed for home. Courageously and faithfully stand upon my promise. Courageously and faithfully stand upon my promise. I'm finished, but I got to give you this. See, the Lord is reminding them and us to trust and obey. Oh, that's it. Oh, y'all, y'all, y'all said amen too fast. Trust and obey. For there's no other way. He's saying you got to trust in what I'm doing in your life. And you got to be obedient to the word that I've established in your life. The verse says this book. Now, here is the beautiful thing. We have more book now than they had then. But the principle still stands this book. So I know you're not shouting. See, many of us can't can't claim God's promises because we won't take the time to learn about his promises. Oh, help me, Holy Spirit. And as a consequence, as a, as a consequence, we, we're not studied up in his word to even understand what he has promised for his children. So this command to be courageous comes from God's power and from God's word, his promises. That's the source of our courage. Your courage comes from God's power and from God's word. He says, above all, be strong and very courageous to observe carefully the whole instruction my servant Moses commanded you. This book of instruction must not depart from your mouth. So if I'm going to courageously and faithfully stand upon my promises, here is the first point under this. It's real simple. Somebody say, read my word. Write that down. You're going to forget that. Read, 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 read my word. Read, read my word. See, it's time out. Oh, God, let me teach a little while for uh, this microwave social media faith. Our church will not rise higher than our prayer life or our study life. I'm going to say that one more time. Our church will not rise higher than our prayer life or our study life. Showing up on Sundays only is what is stagnating our growth and maturity. I'm going to say it again. Showing up on Sundays only, this is what is stagnating our growth and our maturity. You know you need more than Sunday morning. So in essence, never let good books take the place of the Bible. Drink from the well, not only from the streams that flow from the well. Some of y'all have kissed that on the way home. 
Somebody say, read my word. I'm finished. Lastly, heed my word. Heed, heed, heed my word. James teaches us that faith without works is dead. Word in our heads but not in our hearts and our hands is useless. We've got to put into practice what thus saith the Lord. So then here is the question. What has the Lord been speaking to you through his word? Oh, Pastor Brown, I, I can't say that I've been reading my word. Uh, so if you're not reading your word, then how will you know what to heed? I'm, I'm finished. I'm, y'all, yeah, it's anticlimactic, but it's necessary. I'd rather you walk out of here contemplating what you need to do than just celebrating what others have done. Many years ago, it was a Moscow theater, and this famous actor, Alexander, can't even pronounce his last name, Rostkovoskis, he was literally converted while playing the role of Jesus in a sacrilegious play entitled Jesus Christ in a Tuxedo. He was supposed to read two verses from the Sermon on the Mount, and then he was supposed to remove his gown, and then he was supposed to cry out, give me my tuxedo and my top hat. But as he started reading the words, blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are they that mourn, for they shall be comforted. He began to shake and to tremble. So instead of following his script, he kept reading from Matthew chapter 5. People were coughing at him. They were telling him the director was running back and forth. But he kept reading in Matthew chapter 5. Finally, he recalled a verse as he was reading from his childhood when he was in vacation Bible school. And then he cried out with a loud voice, Lord, remember me when thou comest into thou kingdom. Before the curtain was lowered, that actor got converted to Christianity. Pastor Ron, what are you saying? It happened. Why? Because he was reading and heeding his word. I'm trying to let you go, child of God, but if you don't get serious about your word, then everything that I've preached about is a waste of time. And what God is trying to get you to see is he's saying, I'm faithful and I've got enough faith for you. But you got to have enough faith for your own life. You got to believe in what I said. You got to trust in what I've declared. Somebody say God is faithful. Uh, not, not long ago, I'm finishing. Not, not long ago, uh, I, was, I was walking with my little girl and I was holding her hand. And I discovered something about children. Children, if you're not careful, will let go of your hand. I feel that by myself. But, but because of the faithfulness of me, her father, although she let go, I still held on to her hand. Y'all, that is a picture of the faithfulness of our God. And I don't know who I'm talking about in here right now, but, but you say, Pastor Brown, I've been letting go of God's hand. I've been trying to be courageous, but I'm afraid. I'm here to let you know you may have let go, but God still has your hand. Is there a witness in the house that can testify that when I let go, God still holds on? 
when I give up, God is still faithful. When I find myself wavering, God is always standing. I'm finished. That's all I got. But what we have shared today is this. The promise still stands. You got to receive the promise in faith. And there's someone here right now. It is time for you to come out from where you have been and to step into this new season of your spiritual life. But you got to do it with courage. You got to do it with faith. And you got to know that everything that God has promised, it has your name on it. And I know what you're thinking, oh, no, 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 I'm just too afraid. God has just declared you're not doing it by yourself, Stephen Brown. He's right there with you. So let's all stand together. Let's all stand together now. Come on, come on, stand up. And if you're able, grab your neighbor's hand. Come on, real quickly, real quickly. I know time is, is spent, but just grab your neighbor by the hand. Bow your heads right where you are. Nobody moving if you can help it, if you can help it. Heads are bowed, eyes are closed right, right now. Father, in the name of Jesus, we glorify and bless your name. Father, you are so faithful and good and kind. As a matter of fact, Lord, we see in your word today how faithful and trustworthy you are. Lord, many of us are struggling with our walk. Father, we just, we just don't know what to do in some situations. And so we hear, Lord, that you have promises for us. Lord, please help us to see the promises that you have for our lives. Promises that you'll never leave us nor forsake us. Promises that you have prepared for us a place that we can walk into. And so, Lord, this prayer is not just for the church as an organization. It's for the individual people in it. Lord, so many of us can be honest and say, Lord, we're just kind of wandering aimlessly. Lord, help us to walk into the promised land that you have prepared for us. So, Father, these hands that we hold, we pray for blessings and for clarity. We pray for visions and understanding. Father, we pray that we would be able to hold each other accountable just like we're holding each other's hands. That we would go beyond this Sunday church membership thing that doesn't fit anything in the Bible. Father, help us to press through. Help us to know that you'll meet us here if we would just take some steps of faith. Lord, there's no telling the blessings and the breakthroughs that Greater Bethlehem would have if every member would be all in, fully committed to embrace and receive the promises that you've laid available for us. So, Father, we thank you for the example of Joshua and Moses. We thank you, Lord God, that these men blazed a trail for us, but we also thank you for those few members in the 1930s who gathered together, not for a show, but for a demonstration of faith. Father, how you met them way back down there in, in the Fair Park area. And you ministered to them and through them. And as a result, we stand here on today to give you glory, praise, and honor. Oh, God, we love you and we thank you. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Let everybody say amen. amen.
Come on, put those hands together.